Hello, and welcome to the Hadoop Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Stein, head of server platforms for MediaLets, the rich media advertising company for mobile. This is episode eight. Hello, I'd like to welcome Aaron Murthy to the podcast. Aaron is vice president and chair of the Apache Hadoop Project. Aaron has been a full-time contributor to Hadoop since the project inception in 2006. He's also lead of the MapReduce project and is focused on building next-gen MapReduce, which is called Yarn. Aaron is also co-founder of Hortonworks. Welcome, Aaron. Thanks a lot, Joe. This is uh, it's a pleasure being on the call. Love love to uh, chat more about Hadoop and kind of reach out to you know your audience and help them understand uh, a bit more about Hadoop and Hortonworks. Absolutely. So why don't you get started and tell us a little bit about the recent release that Hortonworks had for the new Hortonworks data platform version one. Sure. Um, as you know, Hortonworks, uh, we've, we've been around for about a year now. It's been a uh, fun time. Uh, we've, as we focused on keeping Hadoop open and extensible and uh, you know stable and ready for the wider enterprise, given our experience with Yahoo. So one of the, one of the key things, the key ways to achieve that was to have you know Hortonworks Data Platform One, which is based on the stable Apache Hadoop 1.0 uh, line. Uh, it's something which has been deployed. You know, as various distributions have um, in uh, in production for a very long time, and it was like an obvious it was an obvious choice for us to use that for HTTP one. We'll definitely have you know Hortonworks Data Platform two, uh, which will be based on Hadoop two at some point later down the line. But at this point, um, clearly Hadoop one was the um, you know best available uh, branch for us to base our distribution on. Now HTTP one itself um, is pretty much identical with what you'll get with uh, Apache Hadoop 1. Some of the key features in Hadoop um, HTTP 1 are, uh, you know, we've got we've done a lot of work uh, in the community to actually get uh, high availability work done across the stack um, in the Hadoop 1 time, in the Hadoop 1 um, uh, branch. It's, uh, we've got, we've done work with uh, vendors like uh, VMware, um, and should work with things like Linux HA. So that you actually get availability for your name node. Um, we, we didn't stop at the name node itself. Uh, we went ahead and did that for the um, job tracker, so that it's resilient to failures of itself and the name node. So you have like you have what we call full stack availability, not just at one component. Um, these are completely complementary to the effort uh, we and the rest of the community have been doing, have been putting into do what we call uh, availability for HDFS in the Hadoop 2.0. Um, code line, but we felt that it is too early for us to base, um, you know, our work because on Hadoop HTTP 1 or 2.0 because it's um, it's kind of outsets alpha quality at this point. Um, given, and I say this given my background as the release manager for Hadoop 2.0, uh, we've got a lot of you know early customers like Yahoo testing it, but it's definitely what, not what we call ready for um, for prime time. Now, so there's Hadoop itself, um, but also we've done a lot of work on the rest of the components with HTTP 1. Uh, you know, one of the things that's really exciting for us is some of the work that um, Edge Catalog, some of the work that we put into Edge Catalog. Edge Catalog is this really cool metadata system for Hadoop, which allows you to think of your data in Hadoop as data sets and not necessarily as, you know, files and directories. Um, so we've got a lot of excitement among our user community and partner community about Edge Catalog. We've also done work with uh, uh, folks like Talend. Um, so we've got the Talend uh, Open Studio working 
integrated with uh, HTTP Hadoop in HTTP 1, which is exciting. And, you know, lots of bug fixes and improvements along the way for, you know, across the stack. So um, that's HTTP 1, and uh, we're excited about, have, you know, having it out there and let, you know, people play with it and give us feedback. And, and we're seeing people use this, you know, um, in production all over the place. So it's actually an exciting time for us. What are some of the new features that are in the next generation of MapReduce and Hadoop version 2.0 outside of just high availability of the name node? Right. So um, Hadoop 2 is, you know, effectively, you know, it, it's been in the development, I would say, for about three years now, which is a lot of work uh, put in by ourselves and the rest of the community and so on. Um, some of the highlights, I would say, are uh, HDFS uh, availability, of course, and then we have uh, HDFS federation. Now, what we've done in Federation is we've redefined the notion of a HDFS cluster. So far, HDFS meant one name node and n data nodes. We've redefined it to be n name nodes and you know n data nodes. You can have multiple name nodes in a cluster. What the name nodes do is so, so effectively, you know, the underlying technology is we've separated out namespace management from block man, block storage management, and as a result, you can have multiple namespaces multiple namespaces and, uh, you know, block management distributed across the name nodes. This allows you to actually scale much higher. You can have, you know, three, four, five name nodes in a cluster, and effectively we could be storing anywhere from, you know, 150 to 250 petabytes of data um, in, a, in a single Hadoop cluster, you know, let's say 6,000 nodes or so. So it's exciting to, um, you know, kind of continue to push Hadoop. Uh, in terms of its scale. There's also, uh, you know, next-gen MapReduce, or YARN, as we call it. I mean, of course, that's where I spend most of my time. Um, and it's exciting to, you know, kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, we've done a lot of work to get uh, YARN to where it is. Uh, in a nutshell, you know, it al YARN allows us to generalize Hadoop from being MapReduce only. I mean, Hadoop has been... HDFS for storage, MapReduce for data processing. Now, YARN allows us to redefine that to say, you can have HDF, all your data stored in HDFS, but you can actually process that data in any, you know, in any way you choose, and you're not limited to MapReduce. Uh, so it's a much more general system. It's a much more powerful system. And it's exciting um, to be, you know, like I said, near the end of the uh, curve there. And we've also done the, a ton of work on performance. Uh, you'll see... Um, a lot of it, uh, as time goes, we've done a lot of performance in HDFS, a lot of performance in MapReduce. Uh, so we, we're very confident about, you know, the efficiency you get from Hadoop 2. Um, but when you add the improvements you have with HDFS to, and you add the improvements and uh, the performance you get from uh, Yarn itself, the, it's actually, you know, very, very compelling. Um, so it's, so it's um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, over time, you'll also see things like uh, snapshots for HDFS. This allows you to, you know, snapshot your directories or your home directories or whatever it is. And it's something we see um, projects like HBase itself uh, use a lot. Um, and there's, you know, like I said, this is three years of development in the community, and the Hadoop community is a very, you know, vibrant one. So you'll see other things like, for example, we read out... Uh, the Hadoop community, you know, read out uh, the append pipeline uh, for HBase about a year and a half, two years ago now. So we'll see that come out. Um, 
You know, if you go back further, um, in 2009, Owen and, Owen and I, um, you know, beat the Terrasalt record using Hadoop MapReduce. Since Hadoop 2 is the first major release in three years, you'll see a lot of those improvements unlocked. You know, for example, we rewrote the MapReduce shuffle, which is the way you process, which you move data from the maps to the reduces. We rewrote the shuffle, and we should get, you know, 30, 40% performance just because of that one major change. So um, there's, you know, I could talk a long time about this, but it's, you know, I'm very excited to to actually have Hadoop do near the end of the curve. Of course. So with the additions of HDFS Federation and Yarn, it sounds like a lot of Hadoop clusters within a larger type of cluster. I don't suppose you see more uh, Hadoop as a service type of businesses popping up. I mean, right now, Amazon is really the only organization that has a, you know, I, I guess, arguably a viable elastic map reduce trademark to them, of course. But, you know, other organizations might be able to take that system and, you know, start to do other cool things that just don't exist yet in the community, right? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's one of the, you know, really big uh, drivers for Yarn. I mean, people have asked me this question about, you know, why do you want to do things other than MapReduce and Hadoop? And the answer is actually pretty obvious, right? So once you have all your data in HDFS, or at least a copy of all your data in HDFS, um, you, it's, it's very cost-effective to actually process that not only in MapReduce, but also in different ways, right? Now, you know, if you want real-time analytics, for example, there is, you know, Apache S4 or Twitter Storm. All of, right now, if you want to use these systems, you'll have to stand up a Hadoop cluster and a S4 cluster or a Storm cluster. By allowing, you know, these applications to run within Hadoop natively, right, um, this opens up, you know, all sorts of innovations, A, and B, it opens up, you get much much better return on investments on Hadoop. I mean, people are spending, you know, a couple of million dollars on their Hadoop clusters, right? Um, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if, if not a millions. Now, by taking that and using it for not only MapReduce, but also other things like real-time analytics or, you know, even MPI or so on are, you know, iterative, iterative algorithms are really, really important when you try to do things like modeling. Now, trying to do that in the MapReduce paradigm doesn't work as well because it's essentially MapReduce is a wrong algorithm for these some of these use cases, right? Now, if you want if you use the wrong algorithm, uh, it doesn't matter how good your implementation is, you're going to suffer because of the you know natural uh, inefficiencies in the algorithm itself. So, allowing different algorithms to come into Hadoop to process data is something very exciting. Um, and that is, you know, one of the key things you'll get with Hadoop, Rado, and Yarn, effectively. Yeah, it's great to be able to have your data sit in one place and have that place be able to hold an, an enormous amount of data and just continually process different uh, different things that you want to process on top of it. Exactly, in different ways. In yeah. different ways, yep. yep. So uh, now that now that 2.0 is an alpha and is, um, you know, from a release perspective, um, you know, kind of at the point where you're just kicking bugs and knocking bugs out of the way, um, which is great. Congratulations, and you know, thank you for the work. Uh, what, what do you see as the future of Hadoop? Like, where what, what's next? Where 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 is Hadoop going now? Um, you know, you know, first of all, I mean, it's it's not just me, of course. The whole community deserves credit for it. Um, I mean, what is the future of Hadoop? Right, the future of Hadoop is you know essentially whatever the community decides. But you know, from where I sit. Um, there's a whole lot of improvements uh, you know, Hadoop can do. Hadoop is in a space now for, to do A, storage, and do data processing, right? Um, you know, Hadoop is used along with technologies which have been around for you know, 20, 15, 20, 30, 30 years and have had a lot of investment. You'll see similar things with Hadoop. It's, you know, it's, 
you know, Hadoop is fairly young. It's, you know, five, six years in its, into its lifetime. And I imagine I'll be here, you know, for the next uh, 10, 15 years working at Hadoop. It's, it's an exciting space, right? So there's a lot of work you can put. I, what I see for the next couple of years is, you know, things like clearly, you know, interfaces are, you know, important. Having stability in your interfaces, stability in your releases is key because Hadoop is now in a place where, it's it's being used by not only the Uber hackers at you know Yahoo, Facebook, Google, but by you know mom hopefully by mom and pop stores. If not, you know your you know enterprises in different parts of the world, right? Now what these guys want is actually you know they're they're a lot more conservative than your you know Silicon Valley companies. So they want stability and reliability and predictability, which again is you know coming back to why we chose. Uh, Hadoop one for HTTP one, right? So the this notion of stability, compatibility, and all of these things are actually you know equally important in along with things like features and performance, right? It's it's actually one of the big things that Hadoop is growing up with um, and growing into a, a much more stable, predictable platform. A um, so that like I said for HDFS, um, you know some of the things like I said we're working on are snapshots something which a lot of people are used to with their existing storage systems. And that's also useful for things like EdgeBase. Now, EdgeBase itself, you know, is, is huge. Uh, so at this point, you know, EdgeBase is a, is a key component of the um, Hadoop ecosystem. You'll see a lot of investment from, you know, everybody in the ecosystem there, whether it's, you know, uh, Hortonworks or people that stumble upon or whatever it is. Um, that's EdgeBase. Uh, MapReduce, which is what I focus on. Um, MapReduce is kind of like, you know, the assembly language, if you will, right now. There's big and hive uh, built on top. So you'll, you'll see us increasingly invest a lot more along with the big and hive teams to make, you know, big and hive itself work better with MapReduce, right? Which means we add features to MapReduce, we cut fat out, whatever it was. If you go up the stack, you know, majority of the users are using Pig and Hive. One of the obvious things to do is to say, look, Pig and Hive does not, they don't need to be limited to running MapReduce, right? So if you have a Pig script or a Hive query, you could actually say, oh, I have parts of the script which don't need the, you know, massive scalability of the throughput that I get from MapReduce. Um, so I could actually take that part of the Pig script and do something different. I could use, you know, something like Spark to run that part of the pick query. I could use something like even MPI to run that part of the pick query. So, you know, there is so much work we can do in that space. And, you know, it's it's really fun to be where we are, but also it's also very humbling to know that there's so much work left. You know, we have another 15, 20 years worth of uh, development at least left in Hadoop. So is there anything else that you'd like to talk about today? You know, like I said, EdgeBase is a bit one. Uh, one of the things that I'm sure you'll see with EdgeBase is things like better support for multi-tenancy. Uh, we've already done a lot of uh, that work in MapReduce. You'll see you'll see that continue to flow. Uh, Yarn itself, um, you know, we are you know at a fairly strong alpha stage. You know, alpha beta knocking on beta right now. But there's so much, there's a lot more, you know, things we have in the pipeline. You know, things like um, preemption, different scheduling algorithms. If you try to do things like MPI. Uh, you want features like gang scheduling, so you'll see us do that over time. Um, we'll add more support for more and more, um, more and more frameworks. So one thing I like is actually Spark from uh, UC Berkeley. Um, I'd like, I'd love to 
see Spark be one of the you know good alternatives to actually running uh, uh, MapReduce to, to actually running applications in your cluster. Then there's real time. Um, hope to see things like uh, Storm and uh, S4. I know the S4 guys are already talking about porting their stuff to Yarn. So you also you also see a lot more options to process data with in your um, in, in your cluster. And uh, furthermore, if you take um, Yarn itself, we, we could do we, one of the things we have is you know you know you'll see us do more in terms of investment in terms of scheduling. Um, we, right now, we, I have an experimental patch to add uh, things like CPU scheduling. So far, Hadoop has been limited to or MapReduce has been limited to memory-based scheduling, so we'll add CPU. We'll add things like support for C groups, uh, more stricter isolation for your containers, and so on. So, you know, a whole lot of things. Hopefully, that was a, uh, a good, you know, summary. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for your time today. I uh, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, again, you know, pleasure to be on your podcast and kind of uh, reach out to your audience.